0: Word of God speak, which you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty to be still and known. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. and to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the scripture and The Sense, podcast number 992, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew-Henry Commentary, and this podcast is based upon Nehemiah uh, chapter 8, verse 8, where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And so, beloved, the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and prayer that the church would be revived and that people in the world who don't know Christ would be saved from the wrath of God to come and from the eternal burning hell to come to those who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ before they leave this ball called earth. And I want to pause right there, because the way that you can avoid going to hell and I'll let other pastors tell you about all of the wonderful blessings that God can bestow upon your life and may bestow upon your life in this life. I, I'm not too concerned to, I'm not too concerned about this life. I'm concerned about you getting saved from hell in the next life and being a part of God's divine reset in heaven in the next life. That's my calling. I'll leave it to other pastors and priests to tell you about the wonderful blessings that you may have, you can have, uh, if you obey the Lord and follow the Lord after you are saved. My job is to get you saved from hell. And so Jesus Christ said the most loving, most magnificent, and most wonderful words ever said in the history of, of the world to mankind when he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So salvation from hell begins with God. You understand that you deserve to go to hell from Adam and Eve until now because of our rebelliousness against God, our pride against God, our stubbornness against God, our wanting to do what we want to do like a Jamaican woman told me the other night. She said we Jamaican women like to do what we want to do. We, want, we don't want anybody to tell us what to do. That's how we all are. Uh, for the most part. Uh, we want to be footloose and fancy free and do what we want to do when we want to do it. And that's not how God's uh, word works. God made us. And so God has the right to tell us how he wants us to live, to be in fellowship with him. doesn't matter whether you like it or not. And he gave us ten commandments and many other principles and precepts. And we all have broken his ten commandments because the Bible says if you break one, you break them all. But most of us of age, we have broken most of them. Let me help you if you have forgotten. Have you ever lied before? Have you ever stolen anything from anybody before, including your parents when you were a child or your guardian? You know, like the change in the jar that was sitting on the dresser. Have you ever lusted after anybody or anything? Have you ever coveted what other people have? Have you ever disobeyed, dishonored, disrespected your parents or your guardians, whoever was over you? Have you ever dishonored God by cursing with his name and taking his name in vain? You know he's God. Who would think of something like that but God? Who would say something like that but God? The truth of the matter is most of us in this uh, sanctuary of the world, in multiple countries, we all have sinned against God in these ways and more, and we are guilty before God. We are like criminals before God. We are certainly sinners before God, and we deserve to go to hell because of our sins. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then the Bible says, the wages of sin is death. In other words, the paycheck that you're going to get for all of the sins you have committed against God in this life is death. You didn't know the reason why you die is because of your sins, your sinful nature, and your sinful choices. It's not because of the coronavirus. It's not because of cancer. It's not because of cardiac arrest. It's not because of a car crash. That's just a means of death. The real reason why you die, and the real reason why you are on death row, is because of your sinful nature, which is a sin factory. Your sinful nature comes up with sins to commit and do. You choose to sin against God. And what God wants you to know that yes, it is appointed on the man once to die. but after this, But after this, the judgment. God wants you to understand. God loves you very much. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins, to pay your sin debt. And all you have to do is believe in him. But he wants you to understand now that if he allows you to die because of your sins, and he will, that's a bad thing, by the way. Death is not fun. Death is not pretty. Death is not something you ought to take in your own hands and do to try to escape the pain of this world. Uh, d- death is, is, is uh, the termination of life. Don't believe these philosophers... Uh, who tell you that uh, uh, otherwise uh, death is the ending of life on this earth. However, if you do not Trust Jesus Christ as Savior in this life. Before you die, you will go to a devil's hell where the fire is never quenched. And everybody is going to be judged for what they have done. But you will immediately go to the flames of hell where the fires never quench and you will be in hell and the lake of fire forever and forever Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible and sad to say more than most preachers living today if sinful wicked mankind and judges and police officers and yes they are sinful and wicked just as we are For we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And they all will be judged themselves one day by God. But be that as it may, if they can put us in jail or in prison, then why can't God allow you to put yourself in hell by not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he doesn't put you there, you put yourself there why because you love your sin and you love darkness more than you love light and righteousness and God you love the work uh, you you love the devil and the works of the devil more than you love Jesus Christ and his works and that's the reason why you will go to hell Jesus Christ paid for your sin debt he paid for your sins that you committed by shedding his blood on the cross and dying. He was buried and rose on the third day. And all you have to do is believe in him. Trust in him. Pray and ask him. Call on his name and ask him to save your soul. And he will save you. The Bible says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. Believe in your heart in Jesus Christ. Believe in his gospel, for he is the gospel, and that he lived a holy and pure life. He never sinned in word thought a deed. He was born of a virgin. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. So he is the eternal, holy, sacrificial Lamb of God, Passover Lamb of God for all of mankind. Red, yellow, black and white, we're all precious in His sight. He's the Lamb of God who died for our sins and paid our sin debt so that we can go free. And believing in Him, believing on Him, is like Uh, How the uh, Israelites had to do by putting the hand upon the head of the lamb or the sacrificial animal. Uh, This is our way uh, of receiving Christ as our Savior, believing in Him, believing on Him. Causes us to get saved. And they had to also on Passover night put the blood on the doorposts, shaped like a cross. You cannot make this stuff up, people. This really happened. Only God can do all of that. All of those predictions fulfilled, all of those symbols from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Only God could put that together. And all you have to do, my dear sinner friend, is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray and ask him to forgive you of your sins. Pray and ask him to come into your life and to save your soul. And if you're ready to get saved tonight, my dear friend, and you are right now believing in your heart in the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins, let's pray together. The sinner's prayer. Follow me, phrase by phrase, in the sinner's prayer. This may be your last chance to get saved. Let tonight, let tonight be the night. Let's pray together. Holy Father God, I realize tonight that I am a sinner. And I admit that I have sinned grievously in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, Please have mercy and grace upon me. Help me to lay aside my pride. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my ungodly sins and ways. As I now believe with all of my heart In your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power, Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and to my uh, spirit and save my soul tonight. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to turn from my evil ways, all of them, and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you truly meant that prayer that you just prayed according to the Word of God, the Holy Bible, may I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing. In the Lord Jesus Christ. As your Savior. And calling upon his name. Now to help you grow. In the faith. Go right now. To or a little bit later. After this Bible study. To gospel. Just, just write it down right now. It's not, it's not that hard. It's not difficult. It's not that long. Gospel. Light. L-I-G-H-T. Society. Dot com and read my book free of charge what to do after I enter through the door Jesus Christ said I am the door Jesus Christ said I am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father but by me and you have just believed in him you have just prayed the sinner's prayer and so you have entered through the door now As you read this book, in just a few steps, you you will know what you need to do next. So that you can become the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, please email us and let us know that you got saved tonight by believing in Jesus Christ. And so that we can rejoice with you and also send you some more materials To help you grow in the faith And be the Christian that God wants you to be You can email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety and So dear friends At this time we will resume our service, the standing between the living and the dead service already in progress, if you will, in a Bible study, and this will be your first Bible study as a born-again Christian, as we read Malachi chapter 4, verse 1. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. And dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi 4.1. And so you have to believe that passage because uh, apparently we're not too far from a day like that. In other words, uh, it's conceivable based upon the heat that we are dealing with today and how that, just from a spark, nothing but grass catches on fire and runs upon the houses today. In Texas and burns houses down and burns people out. So it's conceivable that one day what you just read uh, will come to pass. Now, here is the sense of it, here is the understanding of it, with the help of the Holy Ghost and with Dr. Matthew Henry. Here is a reference to the first and to the second coming of Christ. God has fixed the day of both. Those who do wickedly, who do not fear God's anger, God's wrath, God's punishment, God's chastisement, God's rebuke, shall feel it. It is certainly to be applied to the day of judgment when Christ shall be revealed in flaming fire to execute judgment on the proud and all that do wickedly. Glory be to God in the highest. In both Christ is a rejoicing light to those who serve him faithfully. By the Son of Righteousness we understand Jesus Christ. Through him, believers are justified and sanctified, and so are brought to see light. His influences render the sinner holy, joyful, and fruitful. That is, because of what he did on the cross, and because of, by the grace of God, that individual believing in Jesus Christ. Favor and blessings do come. If you follow Christ, once you believe in Christ and obey him. And I, I just want to say here, uh, somehow, some way, many, many so-called church folks uh, have been bamboozled by the devil in the thinking that just because they are in Christ, they are going to be blessed and highly favored. Uh, no ma'am, no sir. I don't know where you got that from, but it came from hell. See, by your being in Christ and having Christ in you, more importantly, the Christ in you will propel you from the inside out, if you would allow me to use the terminology to push you and to nudge you towards righteousness, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You have to climb over Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, and everything else to be proud, stubborn, rebellious, disobedient, to commit fornication, to commit adultery, to commit homosexuality, to lie, to cheat, to steal. That's a whole lot. And if you are saved, after a while, by and by, you're going to learn how to fear the Lord because if if you do that, you understand me? If you tried climbing over Christ and ignoring the Holy Spirit and walking in the flesh and acting like the devil and painting the town red. If you are God's child. First of all, that's going to bother you to no end if you are God's child. That's the first form of chastisement, by the way. Broken fellowship. Mm -hmm. But after a while, by and by, he's going to take you to the woodshed. And you're not going to know what hit you, but it will hit you hard because you're his child and you've been bought with a price and you're not going to uh, do him like that. God does not play that. Jesus does not play that. Okay? And, and, and you're going to learn something that we just got to reading about. You're going to learn how to feel the Lord. Look at me real good. I'm not playing, and more importantly, God's not playing. You're going to learn how to fear the Lord, and you're going to say with Dr. T.D. Jakes one day, I bet you I won't do that again. Amen, lights. Amen, lights. I'm talking to the people of God. I'm not talking to uh, lost church folks because they don't know what I'm talking about. They have no idea what I'm talking about, about chastisement. Broken fellowship. That's the first line of chastisement. That pain. That you can't drink away. You can't drug away. You can't sleep away. Uh, You can go to bed and try to sleep. You go to sleep a little bit. Wake up. That pain is still there. That broken fellowship pain is something else. There's no pills for that. I said there's no pills for that. So stop taking all of your drugs to get. Over your sin pain. Your broken fellowship pain. Your whoring around as a Christian pain. Your whoremongering around as a Christian pain. Your homosexual around and lesbian around. As a Christian, born again Christian pain, pain, pain. You might as well get rid of those pills. Tylenol's not going to do it. Advil's is not going to do it pills you get from the doctor one starts with an A I can't think of it right now That's supposed to make you go to sleep and and be at rest and all of that you know it you're saying it right now with your mouth you're mouthing it right now because you have it in your jaw keep on taking these pills people you're going to wake up dead you can't drive this pain away no. The only way you get rid of this pain is when you come before God and you're honest with God and you confess the evil that you've done against Him. And and, and don't think it's going to leave immediately because God is way smarter than what you give Him credit for. He wants to see whether or not you mean it. Uh, are you going to repent of it? Or are you going to meet up with Bo Peep? One more time. Are you going to meet up with Sylvia? One more time for one last time. You know you're saying in your mind. You know uh, that you just want to go say bye. You tell your girlfriends, "I just want to say bye to him one time." No, you want one more time of the road in the hay. That's what you want. The devil is a lie. That's what you really want. You want that one more. T- that one more. Uh, goodbye sex thing, which will continue on and on and on and on until you repent, until you truly mean business with God, and that pain that God will allow and cause will be there. Your conscience will not be clear. Your spirit will be troubled if you're a child of God. Now, if you're not a child of God, you're not going to feel any of that. None of that. That's how you know that you're not saved. See, saved people cannot. I said, cannot. Hear me well. This is probably the most important thing that you will hear tonight. Saved people cannot. I said, cannot live in sin without great pain, great chastisement, great trouble, great rebuke. And all saved people know it. You wonder why some Christians don't run with you anymore? Because they know better. They're not stupid. (laughs) I say this with great confidence and great boldness because I know my God. He doesn't play that. Because he taught me well. That's why I can tell you that. Oh, he taught me very well. Uh, He taught me very well a long time ago. I can tell you when he started on me. And I say with the old folks, you don't want to get God started. Because God will put you in the wilderness. Until you learn your lesson. And God has all the time in the world. See you don't. (laughs) But God does. God is not in time. He don't mind you being 40 years in the wilderness. Until you learn your lesson. It doesn't bother him. At all. And if you don't. If you want more pain than that. God does not mind. He doesn't want to do this to you. But God will take a child. You, you, you're neglecting your children, and you're divorcing, and remarrying, and risking the life of your children, and, and all of that, and trying to be cute, more concerned about a career, and making some money. Instead of taking care of your child, he'll take your child. Look at me real good. I'm not playing. I, I would never say that if I didn't believe it. He'll, he'll take a precious family member. You say, well, why would you say something like that? I'm just telling you the truth because God does not play. He wants you and he wants all of you. He gave you the child as a blessing. And you don't, you to, you don't appreciate the blessing? You want a divorce and remarry and whore around and whore around? Go on. Child of God. He'll take your child. Here, take your wife. Here, take your husband. Because he gave them to you, by the way, unless you forgot. You didn't gain them. You didn't do anything to get them. You may think you did, but God is the one who blessed you. And regarding the children, you know, I believe God's attitude is, yes, it's painful for you, but not for him because he has the children with him on his lap. Do you hear me? See, only a prophet can tell you that and look you straight in the face and tell you that. Because I know it's true. I've seen God do this to get people's attention. Oh, and that, oh, that'll bring, that that'll bring mommy and daddy back together. I can't hear nobody. Amen lights. Oh yeah, you'll come back together then with your bad selves. All, all that talk, all that yapping, all that criticizing And hating one another and all that, yeah, Mm mm-hmm. That bring you together, at least for the funeral, and then you live the rest of your life with regret, pain, until you get your heart right with God and understand that God giveth and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay? Nothing belongs to you. Everything belongs to God, including you. So don't play with God. Stop playing with God. Start praying to God. Pray without ceasing like He told you to do. Pray always like He told you to do in another place. Continue instant in prayer like He told you to do in another place. And in another place, Jesus Himself said... Uh, gave a parable to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. uh, uh, Wait a minute, have you been doing that? No, you don't want to do that, because that interferes with your dark and black nights of sin and debauchery. And foolishness. In the demonic darkness of homosexuality and lesbianism. And let me tell you something else. You don't get your heart right with the Lord. And, and, and I'm talking to somebody tonight. I can tell that. You don't get your heart right with the Lord. God will take you home. If you're his child. Because you don't understand. You, 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 you're not getting it. And before you bring more shame on his name and you bring more shame on his son's name and on the church, he'll just take you on home. Now, God is very patient and God is very loving. God tells you he gives you space to repent. God tells you to judge yourself that you don't be judged. God gives you the ability and the privilege to judge yourself so that you will not have to get judged and chastised and rebuked by him. And if you don't do so, I've seen God take people home early. You know why a whole lot of folks have disappeared from the church over the past uh, three years? Not because of the rapture. It's because of chastisement and rebuke and God taking folk home for giving communion and taking communion unworthily. You better thank God that you're here. If you're still here listening to me, you better thank God you're here to listen to this. That's what you need to be thanking God for. It is applicable to the graces and comforts of the Holy Spirit brought into the souls of men. Christ gave the Spirit to those who are His to shine in their hearts and to be a comforter to them, a sun and a shield. That day which to the wicked will burn as an oven, will to the righteous be bright as the morning. It is what they wait for more than those that wait for the morning. Christ came as the sun to bring not only light to a dark world, but health to a distempered world. Souls shall increase in knowledge and spiritual strength. Their growth is as that of calves of the stall, not as the flower of the field, which is slender and weak. And soon withers. These saints triumphs are all owing to God's victories. It is not they that do this, don't you ever forget it, but God who does it for them. Behold another day is coming far more dreadful to all that work wickedness than any which is gone before. How great then the happiness of the believer when he goes from the darkness and misery of this world to rejoice in the Lord forevermore. Glory be to God, praise the Lord, and amen. Holy Father God, thank you for speaking to our hearts from your holy word in a real sense tonight. Help us never to forget it. Help us to meditate on your word, to comprehend your word, to understand your word, to obey your word, to follow your holy word, to teach it, preach it, and to preach your holy gospel so that others may come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shall be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans three twenty-three, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies, death to so many things before you die, death to marriages, death to relationships, uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically, your body will be put in a cold dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening but more frightening is that your soul if it dies without christ will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place even though there's fire you say preacher, i don't believe that a loving god would put people in the hell where jesus christ the loving and lowly one preached more on hell than he did about heaven jesus christ the loving one and the lowly one preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10 verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21 8, But the fearful And unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered, and bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day and he said these words to you before he left here for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish that is perish in hell but have everlasting life believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose again and you're ready to trust him as your savior pray and ask him to save you and he will I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart let's pray Holy Father, God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things, and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, So Lord, that's five to six commandments. I've already uh, broken out of your Ten Commandments, and so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of uh, all of my sins as I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how in the Lord Jesus Christ that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose again Lord Jesus please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, Dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved. God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days. and uh, But I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time.